He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. It's Not You, It's Me is all about helping people to be their most amazing selves and share their magic with the world. And that's not the easiest thing to do because we live in a toxic world. Even if you're exercising, eating clean, staying away from chemicals in your food, bath and body products and cleaning products, you're probably still at least somewhat negatively impacted by the heavy metals in the soil, pharmaceuticals in the drinking water, artificial colors in your prescriptions, and a host of other environmental pollutants that people weren't dealing with 50 years ago. And my guest today is a guy with a really interesting life journey who's going to share his story and tell you about a device he's invented that I absolutely love. Mark Fox is literally a former rocket scientist. (laughs) He's an entrepreneur, engineer, author, creative thinker, a crop formation researcher and former space shuttle chief engineer, a balloonist for 35 years who has built his own airplane. So like, wow, right? (laughs) And I just love hearing our guest stories because I think they can give us inspiration to shine our light and do the quirky things that interest us. So let's talk with Mark Fox. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, yeah. So I've never met a literal rocket scientist before, so we have to start there. So okay. um, actually, actually, let's not start there. Let's start with the path to there. So what, what was your childhood like and how did how did that road lead to being a rocket scientist? I, I live uh, I'm back actually in a house I grew up in as a kid, which I never expected to happen. But I'm in Cocoa Beach, Florida, Cape Canaveral launchers. My dad was uh, in rockets for the Air Force. I didn't want... <clears throat> I grew up with rockets. My dad was around rockets. I didn't want anything to do with rockets, right? But I graduated as a chemical engineer in 1983, and my best friend was a nuclear physicist, and there was nobody hiring anybody, any engineers in 1983. So we were both hanging drywall construction, making like $3.50 an hour. It was awful. And somebody came along and said, hey, there's Morton Thicol won this shuttle processing contract out at the Cape. Did you put your resume in there? And I'm like, no, I never heard of them. So I turned my resume in and then it was the most malicious compliance interview I've ever seen in my life. Is that guy goes, we're Morton call with pays $12.14 an hour. You want the job? I'm like, what am I going to be doing? He goes, he looks at Manila folder. He runs his finger down my resume. He goes, I don't know, engineering stuff. I'm like, okay, when do I start? He goes, now. I'm like, what? So what had happened is it was a cost plus contract and they had a slot for 80 engineers. And this guy was given the instructions, go find anyone with a heartbeat that has an engineering degree and we'll get rid of them later if they're no good. So I figured I would do it for about 
six months and I ended up being there like 17 years. So <laughs> that's how I got there in, in the Rockets. But I've done a lot of other stuff too, even weird things all the way to, I still own part of a women's clothing company. So I did a lot of things with that for four or five years, some high end clothing. And I know enough about DNA to be dangerous. So I have some cool things I've invented where you, you make music and art from your DNA, you take a mouse swab and sequence your DNA and turn it into music. That sounds and a lot super of cool. Like that. Yeah. <clears throat> So that's my rocket science background, but I've done other things too. You know, it's so tell me about the creative uh thinking class. I I, I love that. I <laughs> do creativity exercises with my clients too because I think that's such an underrated um skill for people in a way that we can just expand ourselves. Yeah, just by expanding your creativity. So tell me about that. Yeah, so there's a, a thing called, it sounds a little odd, it's called the Wizard Academy in Austin, Texas. It's a nonprofit that um, teaches you how to, teaches you cool stuff about business and how to learn it faster. So they're like one to three day classes. There's a thing called TRIZ, T-R-I-Z. It's Russian, that's roughly translates to the theory of inventive problem solving. Mm. And unfortunately, it's taught by mostly PhD Russians and they're boring. So the, the genesis behind it is every problem in the world can be solved with one of 40 answers. And the logic is a Russian scientist back in the 50s went and studied a whole bunch of creativity and patents, and they found out that every patent fell into one of these 40 categories. So what it is, is I've taken these 40 lenses. There are different ways to look at a problem. For example, like segmentation is how do you break this problem into pieces? Taking out is another one is what can I take out of it to make it better? The other way around means do the opposite of what everyone else is doing, things like that. So it's it's a class and in a book I wrote called Da Vinci and the 40 Answers. And it's around those 40 TRIZ principles. How do you think like Da Vinci and how to apply these lenses with the logic being if the history of innovation and patents have followed this path of one of these lenses, it's going to give you a great head start to solve your problem. So that's the book I wrote you know, a long time ago, 2008, called Dimension to 40 Answers. I still teach the class there at the Wizard Academy. But yeah, it's, it's just creativity and business and how do you look at something differently to come up with you know new ideas on how to go fix it or make it better. Okay. So how did you get interested in working with energy frequencies? That thing, 23 years ago, huh? my dog, she couldn't come up the stairs one day and she just started crying and me and my wife flipped a coin to see <clears throat> who wasn't going to work that day. Right. And she ended up in an x-ray and she had arthritis in her spine, which is awful. Yeah. And a friend of mine at the wizard Academy, actually, his name is Dr. Oz Jackson. He's a veterinarian. He goes, Hey, there's this lady in Oregon that has this magic machine that can reverse arthritis. So we got ready to take our dog up there and she ended up getting too sick too fast. But that was 23 years ago, as I said. And so I've been studying that technology. To freaking, and I, you know, I'm a rocket scientist. I don't believe any of that crap. It's like, it's voodoo. It can't be real. But studying it for 23 years and doing the clinical trials and seeing what happens with it, there's something there that it's real. What made me angry is I saw the success rate with a number of things, PTSD, back pain, asthma, um, especially uh, PTSD, but now one of the newest ones is blood sugar and diabetes, but there's 59 different protocols plus another 70 that I have on the device. But what made me angry was 
is being held hostage in a clinical environment with doctors that require you come there and then you got to go through all their training and buy the machines from them. And the machines are very expensive. Um, <clears throat> so people ask me with PEMF, it's pulse electromagnetic fields is what the device is delivering. Most people, one out of 20 have ever heard of it. 19 out of 20 will not have heard of it. But the one out of 20 that do, um, they'll know of a beamer mat or a mat from a, you know, a chiropractor to lay on. So people go, well, what's the difference between yours and a beamer mat? I'm like, all right, you ready? Uh, it's 25 times more affordable. It's 152 times smaller. It's actually eight times stronger, even though it's small. It's one piece instead of seven pieces. It fits in your pocket. It's discreet and you can take it on an airplane. It's therapy on the go. You put it in your pocket and you don't forget you have it. You can't do any of that with a mat, right? So that's I designed it around that to be, to forget you're even getting the therapy because I have... <clears throat> an audio thing over here that the psychologist wants me to do for a blood pressure thing, but I have to sit still for 22 minutes and yeah. concentrate without moving. <laughs> yeah. If you can tell by my attitude, I don't sit still very long. I can't do that. It's super hard. But if I go walk for two hours, which I'm going to do right after this podcast, I can go like this and put it in my pocket walking on the beach. Right. I even have it. So that's what I like about it is to make it, to make it small and affordable as as much as I could. Um, when people still tell me, it's like, it's way too expensive. I'm like, well, I said, actually the cost of the marketing is more than the device many times more. Right. So Mark Zuckerberg's getting all my money. I'm not <laughs> making money at it. Facebook ads and Google ads are expensive. So, so I have a Beamer mat okay. <laughs> and lots of my clients know what that is. Cause I use it with them. Right. Um, but the first thing that I asked when I found out about the Beamer was lots of people know about EMF and believe that the pollution is harming to the body. So how about that? What's, it, is this safe for people? It is safe for people. Um, and yes, I get asked that a lot. So here's the similarities. Yes, they're both light. They're both in the electromagnetic spectrum, electromagnetic spectrum, right? Ultraviolet, infrared, radio waves, x-rays, you know, x-rays are 10 to the 12 hertz, right? So they're all in the same spectrum as that they're electromagnetic radiation. The main difference is PEMF, and I make this argument, if it was harmful, everyone in the world and every living thing would be dead because the earth puts it out 24 seven. <clears throat> so the earth, it's the earth's heartbeat. It's actually caused by a reverberation between the ionosphere and the earth from lightning strikes and thunder, right? And so it's a really interesting phenomenon, but it's, the earth is at 7.83 Hertz, 14.1 and 20.3. So there's three bands. So all of the PMF stuff is normally in one to a thousand Hertz. EMFs, things you're worried about with your cell phone are millions of Hertz. They're designed with higher frequency to be able to talk on your phone and have that go to a tower, right? PEMF, not to get real technical, but it's an alternating current and it's collapsing back on itself. So it's not going very far at all, right? So it's PMF is helpful, EMF is harmful, right? Most EMF, now there's actually a study out there that shows a cell phone can actually help, but nobody wants to really promote that, that publication because everyone's already convinced EMF is awful and horrible and it may be. But it's um, there's it's a weird, weird science, Laura. I mean, 
bigger is not better when it comes to the strength of these things. The only one that'll tell you that is the guy that's the one guy that's selling the big, big machines. Okay. But even his own research, there was a double blind study that had something like 90% effectiveness with Pico level Gauss. That's one, one trillionth of a Gauss. That should not happen. That is so, so small. It shouldn't have any effect on the human body, but it did. Right. So it's, um, that's the main difference. Yes, they're both in the same light spectrum, right? They're they're light, just like sunlight, right? But they're all different energy levels. So yeah, most of them are one to a thousand hertz. Now I'll say one thing to it because I get asked this every day. I just did three phone calls driving home. Will it help with cancer? First of all, I don't want the SUVs to show up at the door. So I say, no, it can't help with cancer. But in most cases to kill a cancer cell or a parasite, you need the higher energy. So things like I recommend a spooky two rife machine to anyone that needs cancer therapy because it a one to thousand hertz, a thousand hertz is not going to break a cancer cell, is not going to destroy it. You need millions of hertz. And so, and this device doesn't do that. It only puts out one to a thousand. So Okay. So what sold me on this? And mine's right here. <laughs> All right. Is the uh, statistic that I saw about PTSD, because I, I work with PTSD, I work with clients who have ha not had any luck anywhere else. Uh, they don't respond to medications, traditional therapies, blah, blah, blah. And they they can get better. It just takes a minute. And so I like neurofeedback. It's a great technology. It helps them to get to a point where they can heal. And when I saw this was like, is it 92%? Now so, it's not, it was, now it's 95%. 95%. I'm like, sold. put me out of business. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, it's, it's a real problem. Um, how did you discover that, you know, this frequency works for this and this frequency works for that? I didn't. So oh. where it came from, uh, nobody knows where the frequencies came. Well, here's what happened. I won't give you too much history and bore you, but in the 1900s, early 1900s, there was tons of electrical research being done for therapy. What happened in 1934 was a thing called the Flexner Report came out. In the United States, if you did anything but drugs and surgery, you lost your medical license because at the time, those guys owned AMA. Wow. So that's not true anywhere else in the world, only in the United States. So all of that research got scrapped, right? Machines and all the research and nobody was pursuing Easton, which is insane because your body is electrical, mechanical and chemical, right? And to throw out the electrical part is crazy. But anyway, some guys in the 1950s started to try and rejuvenate it. And in 1990, a chiropractor found an old machine in the back of an office of a practice she bought and it had a bunch of knobs on it and a card like that that said, inflammation, 40 Hertz, Neuropathic component, 396 hertz. Uh, fear, terror, defensiveness, 27 hertz, 970 hertz. And it's like, what does that mean? Where do these come from? So nobody really knows except from that machine. So she took that and she's trained 8,000 people in the last 35 years. And there's two ways to look at it. They come in frequency pairs and to simplify it, frequency A is what's wrong with it, B is where is it, okay? And you're playing two frequencies at the same time, like a chord on a guitar, okay? And the protocols are songs. 
So it's going through many, many, and many chords. For example, PTSD is 76 frequency pairs. So it's changing every one to four minutes. Because PTSD is one of those ailments that's in every part of your body, every part of your brain, your organs, your skin. So you have to like individually target each other. And unfortunately, the average protocol is 40 minutes long. PTSD is long. It's two hours and 40 minutes. It's the longest one because it's so complex. The good news is you're not laying on a mat for two and a half hours. You can go walk on the beach for two hours or watch a movie. So that's where it comes from. And most of them, okay? So there's some other frequencies, but most of the core frequencies came from practitioners playing with it with real patients. The other way to look at it is recipes, like you're cooking, okay? The ingredients are the frequencies. The recipes are the protocols. So you add a little oregano, a little thyme, you take out some paprika and you just play with it. And it's like, that didn't work for that person. This was, and it's gotten, it's, it's interesting, weird, Laura is if it doesn't work and you, you know, I gotta be careful because I can't say it works hundred percent time because it doesn't, but the first go-to should be, if it doesn't work for you, you ran the wrong protocol. Mm. You misdiagnosed yourself. I'll give you a personal example. Okay. I've never had sciatica in my life, but Six weeks ago, my right butt, leg, every, it hurt. every symptom I could research was exactly sciatica. So I kept running sciatica protocols and it wasn't helping at all. I'm like, what? Okay, why is it not working? Then it dawned on me, I'm 62. Here's how old I am, okay? So I'm walking on the beach. There's a family out in the ocean and a soccer ball was, their soccer ball was going to drift away. It's in the water. So I tried to kick it up to their towels and it didn't go far enough and it rolled back. So I kicked it again and it didn't go far enough and it rolled back. So I'm like, do I just keep walking or am I committed to help save this Wilson? Hey, save Wilson, the ball, right? So I kicked as hard as I could and he goes flying up their towels. And it was like, then when I was walking home, my right foot was kind of tingling and numb. That's what I did. I strained the muscles and tendons in my leg from kicking something so hard without stretching. So then I ran one for tendons and, and general inflammation stuff. And it went away in like two days. Hmm. So yeah, I misdiagnosed myself on that one. So Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been using it with everybody, everybody who will let me. And <laughs> I used it on my cat and that's kind of how I, I was sold on it. I mean, I was going to give it a chance anyways, because 95% success with PTSD, I had to try that. You know, there's a money back guarantee. I'm not committed. But when I, my cat woke me up in the middle of the night and just crying, she's old and I didn't really know what was wrong with them, but so I just put it on inflammation because inflammation is the precursor to all disease. And it wasn't any time at all, but he was started purring and he was, he's been actually better ever since he's been more mobile and um, just kind of more engaging. Yeah. I, I, does it work on animals? Have you tried them? So, on so, so right on my webpage is see, this is my sinister plan. I really care about dogs. Okay. So it's resonance frequency therapy for people and pets. So mm -hmm. I love dogs, cats and stuff too, but dogs are my favorite. But what's interesting with animals and we'll throw in horses too, because mm -hmm. um, that is one area where this technology is used quite a bit for the bigger machines. They're called MagnaWave and some other stuff we'll get to in a minute. But dogs and cats are very unique in that they will come up and lay next to it if it's helping them. If you're running, Laura, if you're running the wrong protocol, they will tell you they don't like it. They'll go away. Okay. So if you're running anxiety and they really want PTSD, they let you know. 
dogs will come up and they'll put their butt next to it. So I was like, because I love dogs, like how do I attach this thing to a dog? So I made little Velcro things where you could put it on their harness or their vest. But then, let me see if I have one handy. I'm banging, breaking things. So we created these custom-made bandanas. Oh, that's so cool. Like that. So the paw print. Look my yeah. looks like a diaper from that angle. But it's got a pocket in it that the vibe fits in. And then the dog just wears the bandana. And then nobody knows your dog's getting therapy. So right. that's so that's the accessory that we built for dogs. I don't have one for cats. Horses, we're running testing right now. It's a thing called shoe fly, like shoe fly. And it, you they wear it like a big nylon sock thing around their leg to stop flies. I didn't know this till I learned. It's like when horses stomp, they stomp to get the fly off the leg. They hurt their hooves, oh. right? So there's a whole market there. And I'm just getting ready to test because, as you know, people that have horses and expensive horses, and then the horse gets arthritis and they can't ride them anymore. You still got to take care of them for 15 more years, right? Because they're your family. So yeah, we're, we're kicking off the whole study right now with actually have a meeting at four o'clock today to talk about that study with horses. And hope I have people going, there's no way that this little device can help a 2000 pound animal. I'm like, maybe, but I just told you there's pico level energy that's making a difference. And, and yeah, so a, a lot of vets, a lot of horse industry will know of a magna wave. It's a big, gigantic ring that is, I, I forget, I think it's 8,000 goss or something like that. And it'll make their muscles actually twitch and everything. But I don't think you need that, but we'll find out. We'll find out. And I ran a, I believe it's the largest no-kill dog rescue in the world. It's two hours south of me. And I ran a study with um, infusing the PTSD free. Well, they're all going to have some kind of PTSD because they're in jail, right? So you can infuse these frequencies into water and cream. And I infused them into doggy treats. So we ran a study um, doing that. And I was actually measuring cortisol in their mouth. What I believed, and I now figured, I now know I'm wrong, cortisol goes with stress, right? So my logic was I measure the cortisol. If their stress is lower, their cortisol is going to come down. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That is true. But if somebody has PTSD and you're in that field, you probably already know this, their cortisol is already low. It's a weird phenomena that, and I don't know if that's a precursor to somebody being susceptible to PTSD, but the VA has talked a lot about that is, nope, Cortisol is not going to correlate with PTSD improvement because the cortisol is already low in somebody that has PTSD. Mm -hmm. So the VA will tell you the number one biomarker is heart rate variability. And yeah. I, you know, my first intuition was it's not heart rate, it's heart rate variability. You'd assume you want it to come down. You don't. The higher your heart rate variability is, the healthier you are. And the lot, the simple explanation that I understand is the more room your heart rate has to punch around, right? With variability, it, it can react to stress and fight or flight stuff better. Mm -hmm. So what I'm suggesting to people, well, we do a study on PTSD. We use the Veterans Administration, it's 20 questions, and we just do a comparison before and after. And anyone that buys this device for PTSD, I really encourage you to take the test because I'll make a free report card for you. And we'll compare the before and after. Um, <clears throat> aura rings, or can measure that too. But also what's more affordable is, uh, I'm looking at one over here, Inspire Fitbit. Um, let me scrap real quick. 
What's cool about these is they, they're $79. So we'll start with that, but it has heart rate variability, it has stress and it has sleep on it, right? So any of the ailments, there's a correlation between if you're getting better, you're getting more sleep. Yeah. More REM, right? So you can measure it that way too. So this, that one's an affordable biomarker that you, you can use to measure really a lot of the different protocols. And of course, things like diabetes or you got blood, right? You're measuring your blood sugar. And I get, I get calls every day, Lord's like, how is this possible? My blood sugar is 220 now. It's at 110 in a half hour. I'm like, it's magic. It's crazy. I know. I know. I had a client, he had, uh, his neck was hurting. I said, zero to 10, how, where is it? And he says, it's an eight. I'm like, let's put this thing on you. There's, cause there's a program for neck pain of all things. And when we left, it was at a two. And he says it's never like that. I can't believe how fast it works. It's crazy. So I have a hack for neck pain because I was trying to figure out how do you get this on you? Okay, let me back up for a minute. You can wear it with a lanyard around your neck or put it in your pocket for almost all of them. It will work for all the ailments that way, all the protocols. When it comes to pain, it works better. It still works without it, but it's better if you can get it closer. So if it's low back pain, put it between your underwear and your pants, just sitting there. Okay. Neck pain... What I decided, what I the hack I have on my blog post is take the lanyard and tie it to the strap of a baseball cap. You know the adjustment in the back? Yeah. You just yeah. tie the strap to that. So when you put on a baseball hat, it's laying on the back of your neck. So I have people doing that now. So yeah, it's it it's it shouldn't work. Crazy. It really is crazy. <laughs> in the way PMF is fancy, right? It's pulse electromagnetic fields. But if you back up from a higher level and just say, all it is is energy. It's an energy exchange. So nothing in the world happens without an energy exchange. Nothing. When you try and make s'mores on a campfire, you got to heat from the can. It's got to melt the marshmallows and the chocolate. You got to roast your hot dog, boiling water. You fall down the stairs and break your arm, right? All the chemical processes going about. Everything happens with an energy exchange. So if you think about it this way, these frequencies can be delivered with PEMF, the magnetic field, electrical current, like a TENS unit, you could put TENS pads on you and run it, light, sound, and vibration. So this chair, we have a prototype of this chair, office chair, where it's vibrating. I have an earthing pad right now, that grounding pad with my feet on it. One of the devices we're going to build is just run the protocol through with coils in the pad. I already have prototypes for lights and a bunch of different things. But I can't, I can't afford the divorce, okay? I have been told, make sure you make money off this thing. It's profitable and it works first before you build all these other devices. Yeah. And I have all these prototypes here. And MIT, for people that are going, this is complete woo-woo. MIT discovered at 40 hertz, it reverses Alzheimer's by flickering light. Now, I, I've, I've talked to their um, the head of their study twice and explained to them, hey, you're missing some stuff. 40 hertz is correct, but there's a bunch of other frequency pairs that you need to add to it. And whether they end up ever doing that, I don't know. Um, and I told him mine's one to a thousand hertz. He goes, well, you can't see anything above 40, 50 hertz, 50 to 60 hertz. I go, right. Your eyes can't perceive it, but your body's getting the energy somehow. And he goes, I go, you're the one that ran the study on the rats. You didn't tape their eyes open. They just ran around the box and they got the therapy. So how did that work? He goes, yeah, we never figured that out. So I, ex I explained that to a very good friend of mine. Her name is Dr. Lori Barr. She's like top 
pediatric radiologist in the United States, for sure, probably. Um, and she's like, yeah, Mark, and the reason that works is they discovered in 2001 that your skin has light receptors on it. Like, what? I never heard of that. So I've gone down that rabbit hole for a few months. I called the guy at MIT back and go, dude, do you know this? That your skin has light receptors? He goes, no, it doesn't. So I sent him all the studies that show it does. So it's like almost rods and cones in your eyeball is in your skin. Oh. So now it makes sense why light can get through. Here's my dream, just because I'm talking about light. This is my end dream. I want to go. I got the door shut, so I, hopefully she won't freak out. Alexa, okay? I want to go, Alexa, run Alzheimer's in the living room. Mm. And these smart bulbs that I have right here are just going to run the protocol through the lights. I would already have that, Laura, if some genius engineer at Philips didn't decide when you turn a light switch on that they don't want the lights to come on because it shocks you. So it takes like 100 to 200 milliseconds. So it slowly ramps up, even though you don't consciously perceive it. And I can't get around that ramp if I got to flicker something at 300 hertz. Right. Yeah. So if anyone watching works at Phillips, please <laughs> call me because we can turn $20 billion worth of lights you got around the world into therapy devices with a phone app. I already know how to do it. But um, yeah, that's, and everyone goes, make your own light bulb. I'm like, yeah, we can make my own light bulb, but it's in line with this pad and lights and, yeah. and shh. I'm going to make a watch. It's going to look like an Apple watch that you just wear. No, I don't have it yet because I can't afford the divorce, but it's already built. I just, I don't have it in production yet. So, and it's going to be cool. It's really cool. You're going to be able to talk to it. So you're just going to go run anxiety and it doesn't. Wow. Yeah, that'll be fine. So how is this being received by the medical community? Uh, depends. Most of them don't know about it. Most of them don't care. Okay, good. But there are some, right? So, and that's changing. So that's going in the direction of goodness, but. Well, good. So they don't shut it down. Well, here's an example. Like my doctor, unfortunately, she died January 1st, but you know, a debate that I have her with anything, okay? Cholesterol. Let me explain to you. I do all the research. Let me explain blood pressure to you because you're not, you're not up to date on what the latest research meta-analysis is. I am. I'll scare you to death on blood pressure and cholesterol. I know way too much about it, okay? She won't read it. She would never read it. She goes, I'm going to do what the American Medical Association says and nothing else. That is probably, I'm making up a number, 98% of them, right, is I'm not going to go do that because I don't want to get sued. And I got the whole AMA behind me if I follow standard procedures. Now, there are quite a few doctors, MDs, more DOs, way more chiropractors, Right. And then physical therapists and stuff that are leaning more towards this of just energy healing because everyone's we're tired of being lied to about drugs and blood pressure. You know, one time I was like, yeah, my blood pressure is a little high. So I quit eating salt for, you know, 20 years. And I was giving a lecture and this guy comes up to me and goes, you know, everything you just said is BS. Salt does not do that. It doesn't raise your blood pressure. It, no, that's insane. He handed me a book that said how to salt your way to health. And he wrote it. And he was a doctor. I'm like, I read it and I'm like, I was so angry because it's like the way that the, the way we got into that mess about salt and blood pressure was they scrambling for something. The surgeon general just said, I, it's bad. So, you know, limit your salt intake. The study, they gave rats 50, not one, five, five, zero times more salt than a normal daily allowance. And their blood pressure went up eight points systolic. That was it. And that's what they based it on. I'm like, 
That's insane. And if you know the whole stat wars, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm a rocket scientist, is LDL is not bad for you. You've been lied to wholly, and all the recent data shows that. But anyway, to answer your question, I have doc, it usually happens this way something like diabetes or blood sugar. Somebody will go to their doctor, the doctor will go, oh, congratulations, you finally changed your diet and started exercising like I've been telling you to do for years. No, I didn't. I just use this. And they grab it out of the hand and they call me and go, what is this thing, right? So they see results like that or that something like that happens and they go, okay, so now I have quite a few doctors. I need more, and, you know, and I'm trying to do studies with doctors and they're, uh, they're very difficult to get anything out of, right? You give them stuff and it's like, it's supposed to be a 30 day study. It's been two years. Can I get the data? It's like, Cause they're, you know, they rifle so many patients through sometimes they don't have time to do studies. Cause I'm always trying to do studies, right? I'm trying to do one on addiction right now that we have antidotal data that shows all kinds of addiction, opioid, sugar, food, sex, wow. all that stuff that we 417 Hertz and gamma is getting rid of the cravings. So I'm trying to run a study right now with a, a billionaire, hopefully that'll fund it, right? But it doesn't cost that much to do it. It just, I need I need people like you, doctor centers or something that will help. I need a third party in there to that'll actually finish the study. So, and, and when I get into the Facebook caters of where's your double blind clinical, you know, for every single thing, like, yeah, you don't have all that. We have 35,000 studies out there or on PMF. But even if I had a million double blind studies, they're not going to be 100%. And it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So you just have to try it. And that's why I have a money back guarantee. It's like, it doesn't, I don't want anyone in the world to have one of these, have paid for it, and it didn't work for them. I Give them back. I don't need the negative energy out there, right? Because I don't, I want it to help you, but I put it in my card whenever I ship them. Please don't just return it without talking to me because 95% of the time I can figure out what you're doing wrong. You have the power too low. You run the wrong protocol. You did something, right? You're not using it right. Like one of the most common ones people keep putting in their pillow to sleep. No, do it an hour before you go to bed because it's trying to ramp you down. It's going through some very specific frequency pairs that is way more effective to run an hour before bed. So hey, there's, and each one sometimes a little different, but they're not, it's not that complex or alphabetical order. You it's really not. It's like two buttons. You turn it on, you pick your program, hit go, you're done. <laughs> it couldn't be easier. And then you, the biggest fight I get is, I want an audible sound that goes beep when it's done. I'm like, okay, I ran that study. Half the people want to beep at the end. The other half hate it. And the ones that hate it really hate it because it's, you know, it's therapy that's discreet. And all of a sudden it goes beep at work. People go, what is that? What's the beep thing? And you're like, um, you don't want to say I'm running depression protocol. So it's like, no, I'm not putting a beep on it. I already tested that. And I don't want to beep it. So anyway, yeah, it doesn't do anything. And when it's done with the protocol, it just turns off. So you have some um, really interesting things on here that I don't see typically. And I'm kind of curious about it. You have solfeggio frequencies and Schumann resonance. Can you tell me what, what that's about? The Schumann resonance are ones I was talking about earlier. That's what Earth's putting out, 7.83, 14.1, and 20.3, and the whole earthing mats. And for people who think earthing mats, go watch the movie Earthing, and there's actually 24 double-blind clinical trials that showed it works, that having your shoes off and touching the earth does a lot of goodness. You know, you can explain, right? So 
my logic was with the earth frequencies was to be able to do earthing without taking your shoes off. So if you're in, if you're in conditions where you can't, right, you have to be wearing your shoes. That was the reason I added those. Okay. Geo frequencies for people that don't know, they've been around for thousands, long, long, long time, thousands of years, singing bowls, stuff, you know, chanting, right. You know, monks chanting stuff are using those frequencies. And like I said, 417 Hertz, some of them are very vague, like 528 Hertz is the love frequency. And it theoretically repairs DNA. Okay. 417 is resolve, which is a broad word, but resolving what I didn't come up with addiction for 417. I had hopefully some of your audience will think this is funny. This guy calls me and he goes, I, for addiction, I ran 417 for addiction and it went away almost instantly. And I go, what were you addicted to? Can I ask? He goes, cocaine and strip clubs. I go, which one cost you more? And he got this look on his face like, I think it's a tie. I'm not sure. I never, nobody's ever asked me that, but yeah, that has gone away. And there's a NIH study, not NIH. It's a med central study that's out there to publication that's showing with opioid addiction is gamma. So brainwave gamma is reversing addiction. So we do this addiction study. I'm going to test those variations and stuff, 417, maybe another frequency, but that's what they came from. Sofugio was chanting ancient frequencies. There's multiple ones. I chose six of them that were the most popular. And really, I just kind of threw them in to add value, not oh. knowing at the time what they would do, right? Mm -hmm. Brainwave entrainment, for example, is there's five of them, right? And so I was doing it mostly for meditation and for sleep. But then another publication came out with PEMF that had 70 different conditions. Some of them are the same 59 I have, but most of them were not. And they're all between one and 30 hertz. So I'm calling them brainwave expansion protocols. So, and this is a struggle. I'm going to try to explain it because apparently I'm a rocket scientist and I'm not explaining this correctly because nobody understands it, but I'm going to try. So there's five of those brainwaves out there, five, alpha, beta, theta, gamma. This one's one to five hertz. This one's six to eight hertz, whatever. So there's a table that shows 70 conditions and then which one of those matches it. So erectile dysfunction is one of the more popular ones. That's six hertz, which is brainwave theta. So what I'm saying for ED, run brainwave theta. So what it does is it just expands the versatility of the device a lot. And that, I've only had that out for like a couple months, but you can imagine the ED one is getting traction. I don't know how well it works. It's hard to get feedback on from guys about the specifics of I, i'll get it's working or it's not working right and it's not working for everybody but it's like anyway that was hard to quantify and i'm not sure i want to go but i get just today people will send me pictures of just horrible things and like Don't, I, and the other thing that happens a lot laura is and again i'm not a doctor but people will ask will it help with rsgc you know they some three four letter acronym i've never heard of right and i'm like I don't know if that is. So I know not to go Google it anymore without a cold drink because you can't unsee whatever I see. Here's a warning. Unless you're your stomach on a, if you're not a very strong person, never go to the CDC and research anything. You're going to see pictures. It'll scare you to death. Right. But I just look at it and I go, okay, what's Wikipedia saying? It takes about 15 seconds. You already said this inflammation, 
general inflammation is the underlying cause of 80% of disease or more, right? So I'll usually say run inflammation. If it's toxicity, I'll say run liver. You know, if it's tendon stuff, run tendonitis. If they hurt themselves, run with muscle spasm, right? So you can make a connection. I did not do this, but last year I had three doctors in the same week contact me and go, this thing is kicking butt for MS. I go, muscular sclerosis? And they go, yep. I go, I don't have anything. I go, what are you running? Fibromyalgia? And they said, yes. So they made the connection on their own, right? Is fibromyalgia, it's kind of like that. Uh, is it nerve related? Just, I tell people to run that. If somebody called me and like, hey, every other week, my arms itch so bad, I have to scratch them so I'm bleeding. It's awful. And I'm like, I don't know, what is it? She goes, I don't know what it is. Doctors don't know what it is. I go, it sounds like inflammation and it sounds like some kind of allergy. So run those two. And it went away for her. The extreme case, I, I tell everyone every chance I get. And if it if it doesn't raise the hair on your arms, you're not a human being, okay? A 17-year-old girl told me, Mark, I'm a monster. No boy is ever going to ask me out because I have Tourette's. I have Tourette's. It's awful. I ran the brain balancing. They disappeared. And I have a date on Saturday night. That was two years ago. And she's engaged to the guy now. That's awesome. Right? I didn't tell her to do that. I didn't tell her to go run, you know, brain balancing for Tourette's, but yeah. no. So yeah, there's, it's every day. There's some cool stuff that. I don't know why everybody doesn't have one of these, honestly. I, I mean, the application is just incredible. And when you think about how much people spend on organic food and supplements and the gym and all these things that they do to stay healthy, not to say don't do that, but. I mean, it just seems like a no-brainer. I can't believe that people think it's too much. I really can't. And, and it all depends, right? I get people who's like, oh, I had somebody make a comment, why are you not world famous? Because it takes a lot of money to make noise, right? The marketing is very expensive, right? And if you've heard about me, it's starting to get more wear mouth. If you heard about me, you saw a Google ad or a Facebook ad, most likely, right? But it's all everyone's perception, right? Is downtown New York, people go, my steak dinner last night was $250. I don't, why would I not buy this device versus unfortunately a lot of people that have diabetes are on low income and because they're on low income, they're eating crappy food. Right. right? And so for them, it's hard to afford it. Like a mat that you have is you probably paid about $7,000 for it. And that's why I tried to get this retail 399, get as low as I can. And the device doesn't cost that much. The marketing costs more than the device. It's just, the fact is where it is. Everyone thinks I'm, when I get called scam artists and Hitler and stealing money from old ladies and you should die. It's like, I'm not making any money yet. <laughs> like yeah, I, made a, I have I made a Beamer a and the, I, I mean, give me the choice between this and a Beamer. I like the Beamer. Don't get me, don't, don't get me wrong, but the cost difference is gigantic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the machines that I, that got me motivated were $15,000. Right. And so, yeah. The MagnaWave ones and those are like $20,000. That's why a veterinarian has them and the horse owners don't, right? Is they can't, you know, some can't afford that unit and they don't know how to use it. But yeah, try to make it affordable. The PTSD thing that's so close, that's what really motivated me too, is the 44 suicides a day made me physically ill, right? Is 44 in the US. So we got 22 military veterans, 15 first responders, five medical workers and two active duty. That's 44 a day. And that's not counting civilians. Yeah. And there's as there's actually more 
have more customers in, for PTSD that are civilian women than military. It's probably about 60-40 because I didn't go into this thinking that, but women apparently have a lot of issues. They got a crappy husband, a crappy boyfriend, or both. They have miscarriages or kids suck, car wrecks, trauma, life, right? Of all these things that have happened to them. It's like, and they seem to be, and I don't want to get picked on, they seem to be a little more willing to try something new. Mm. Right? Is, so I have a lot, a lot of civilian women that use it for trauma and PTSD. And it's they're in that 95% success rate group. So so how can people get one? Well, I think we created a paid unique landing page for you, right? So it'd be yeah, we did. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it was rizona.health forward slash Laura Giles. Yeah. I think it might be, yeah. Okay. okay. Make sure we get that. So it's $399. So anyone goes to that page, they'll get $150 off. So it'll be $249 and it automatically applies the code. But they can go learn more about it and go in the deepest rabbit hole they ever want to. They can start with very top level. Then I have a 22 minute infomercial that a good friend of mine put together. It's super informative. Um, then you can go read my book called Yeah, Kick Out This because I'm a rocket scientist, right? One of my friends goes, You know, you need a book on this, Mark. I'm like, ah, I don't want to write another book. And then as I was whining during a conversation on a Zoom call, I was like, Wait a minute. I wrote eight of them three years ago and nobody cared. He goes, What's the name of it? I go, Resonance Frequency Therapy. He goes, Yeah, you're an idiot. Nobody cares what that is. He goes, we need a title that somebody cares about. I'm like, okay. He goes, I'll come up with one. And he goes, wait a minute. I already have it. What's that? He goes, what on earth are we doing to our health? A rocket scientist investigates out of this world therapies. I'm like, okay. So then go read this book for $9, right? Is this, or ebook for $9. And you can go get it off Amazon, I think. Yeah. Now, but yeah. So they can go down that rabbit hole. They can go to PubMed and put in PEMF and they will... You'll find 6,000 last time I checked published articles on PubMed. So you can go as deep, as deep as you want to. But most people don't, most people will try this, Laura, because they're in pain and nothing else has worked, yeah. right? They did surgery. They try in the meds. They don't like the side effects. So they don't, they, they, they find this on their own journey, right? Of investigating It's like, I'm this lady I was talking to, you know, before we got on this call, I told you I just got back. I was talking to her husband, her son did four Marine tours, right? He's got extreme PTSD. He's tried to go cold turkey off the drugs. She said he slept 18 hours the last four days in a row. We are so desperate to try anything different. We came across your stuff. I'm like, God, I hope it works for him. I mean, I hope he's in that 95%, but yes, you know. And so, yeah, it, that's what that kind of stuff. And, Girls who have Tourette's that disappear. I, here's one more magic one that two 75-year-old women in the same week said, oh my God, Mark, I ran general inflammation. The varicose veins on my legs disappeared. Wow. I go, what? I go, do you have any before and after pictures? I go, no, we don't have any before pictures because we didn't think right. it, you, didn't, you didn't tell us it would do that. I'm like, I didn't know it would do that. Right. So I've been researching that. And there's actually a few studies out there about PMF and varicose veins. I'm like, okay. So yeah, there's... Cool things like that keep happening. That's making it fun. It's the funnest job I've ever had in my life, but I'm not making any money yet. <laughs> but at least I'm doing, but we're getting there. We're growing every month. So uh, it's, it's just me and the fish in the company. That's it. <laughs> That's my support team. That's the call center right there. That's the support <laughs> <in> the aquarium. <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate um, you sharing your story and, and telling us all about the product. And yeah, I wish you tons of luck because I, I, I'm i sold. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.